0: Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe,
1: you might learn something new. Here is the headline from CNN. He left his white evangelical bubble. Here's what it says it would take for others to do the same. It's basically an interview with John Bright from CNN. From this guy John Ward, who wrote the book "Testimony: Inside the Evangelical Movement That Failed a Generation." Do you have a woke Magameter for either John Blake or John Ward?
0: Uh, John Blake's really interesting. He wrote a really cool book called "A Black Man: Discovery of a White Mother and What It Taught Him" or something like that. It was just really interesting about how he didn't know his his white mother. Yeah, he writes for CNN. He's probably more woke than Waga, but I like. I really thought this was an interesting article.
1: So this is John Ward from his book "Testimony." It's smidget from John Blake on CNN. Christian nationalism, that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. I'm aware of using it because I think it's used as a caricature. There are people who are trying to weaponize Christian nationalism, and I don't think that's the most of evangelicals. I think it's people who are associated with the former president's attempt to overturn the last election. These beliefs have been common for a long time, but this is at this moment they're merging with a strain of anti-democratic apocalyptic forms of Christianity that have already shown a willingness to throw out the respect for the constitution and democracy. I think most evangelicals probably have a mix of views. So this guy, I like his nuanced version of Christians. I think I definitely need to take a pause in my life and give people a little more room to be a version of Christian evangelical. He goes on to be a reporter for the white house. He leaves the, he grows up in a very conservative home, becomes a reporter Starts asking questions. I relate very well to this guy, John Ward, who wrote this book, Testimony.
0: Why do you relate so well with him?
1: Because I feel like I kind of grew up in that world. And as I've become more of a reporter, a journalist, I've been allowed to question more things. And I've felt more freer in my religious beliefs.
0: Oh, I guess I didn't, I I guess I I sort of didn't equate the journalist part of it. Because he does say, how do you become more enlightened? He said, I became a journalist. So you had to start asking questions that required some sort of an answer. I, I do think that is probably the answer to a lot of this wackiness is that, and and unfortunately a lot of Christians in certain segments look at it as like, don't ask too many questions, just trust what the church has told
1: you. And he's saying, well, yeah, but it doesn't lead to a good thing. Well, he says in this article, he says, the minute you're uh, in the evangelical church and you start asking too many questions, they start calling you sinful. Like it's, you're, sin- you're sinning by asking too many questions.
0: I have to be very, very careful when I Uh-oh. sort of get engaged with the evangelical world anymore because Uh-oh. I find that, especially in the hardcore evangelical, the Protestant the sorry, the Pentecostal, the you know, the hardcore legalistic, we call legalistic, following the rules. The problem is, is whose rules are you following? So anyone that goes into like a, one of these big mega churches, right? They go in and there's like coffee bar, and everybody's great. Hey. Welcome to the fruit of the Lord's labor church. And, you know, we've got this kids program and there's 5 billion people and there's a rock band up there and there's a sighing worship leader and all the stuff that goes along with that. You get involved. And the second you raise any question, you're like, well, wait, that, he says that we shouldn't do X ever. And I don't agree with that. People are like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to need to meet with church leadership. We're going to need to get an elder to come meet with you because you are an apostate. It's a, um, it's crazy how fast they move away from actually having a discussion. You better follow the rules.
1: I feel like you took a long way to say it's okay to ask questions.
0: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in those oh. churches, it's not okay to ask questions. Well, I, yeah, same thing. Well, he, but he now, what's interesting about this guy is that John Ward's father is the pastor of a big megachurch who was also a big supporter of Donald Trump originally he wasn't because he thought Donald Trump was like of the devil but then once Donald Trump got into office and started i guess electing anti-abortion people he fell in love with him i don't know why that is that these evangelical churches or these christian leaders are falling in love with Donald Trump who clearly is an absolute train wreck of a human being but they do and i think it's because they he advances what they see as their mission so the whole point to this was here's a guy that was raised Fully and fundamentally in this world, similar to yourself, and over the course of time, he stepped away from it. Now I could just hear those of ava- it. Oh, he's gone with the
1: devil. Has he? I don't know. What's that term Christians use for unwinding their faith? It's called deconstructing. Deconstruct. Deconstruct. I don't.
0: I don't like the term deconstructing because I, f- I. feel like it's one of those weird Gen Z, Gen Alpha terms for like. How about we but just we- you're just pondering your faith? Well, we don't need to give it, it a label. Like-
1: You have to, at some point, to have a real, true, authentic faith, you have to, at some point, examine the faith you were – if you had faith as a child, you have to examine it and then make it your own. Because if
0: you don't – But they don't want you to – those churches don't want you to examine. What they want you to do is just believe what they tell you to believe.
1: Yes. Here's why I really like this guy, John Ward, is because he's a journalist, and I feel like journalists are kind of skeptical people to begin with. That's why they look into the big crimes and start writing about it. Companies like FTX. Wow, Sam Bankman Fried made billions of dollars on maybe it's too good to be true. And then they investigate, right? Right. That's why I like, you know, people like that because they investigate God even. Like, what's true about what this church is telling me of God? Because then they go investigate. Not only
0: investigating, but he's saying the book is titled Testimony Inside the Evangelical Movement That Failed a Generation. He's not only saying that this is what the evangelical church is or whatever, he's saying that it's a failure. He's saying that they did something wrong. That is a, that is fundamentally different than saying I have mm. disagreements with. He's saying, yeah. no, not only do I disagree with, but they failed an entire generation of believers. And I fully agree with him on this. I believe that the evangelical church has fundamentally failed its followers. There are many things in the evangelical church that I that I believe hard. Yeah. I believe in the grace Amen. of the gospel. I believe yeah. in a lot of that stuff. But what, I, but what I don't believe in is that you make somebody feel bad for doubting or questioning, or thinking differently than you think. I believe they see it as a house of cards. They're so worried about people falling into the hands of the devil, raw, right? That It's like, wow, do you really think your faith is a house of cards and it's that easily toppled? If you believe that God is the creator of the universe, how do you think you could mess up God's sovereign plan? They do. And they think they fundamentally got to hold that sovereign plan together with like bubble gum and, and tape and that's, making sure that everybody does what they're supposed to do. That's what they believe.
1: You've bashed your evangelical brothers and sisters long enough, Dole.
0: <laughs> I think
1: you've made your point. One point that he makes in here is how do we unwind this? And he says mm. pastors are the ones that are going to be crucial yeah. to pushing back against the forces of extremism because they're the ones who need to speak to their neighbors, parishioners, and like. You mean you have known some big-time pastors in our life. Mm-hmm. it is really hard when you've got the ego in the pulpit. Yeah. People tell you how say, great you are. It's hard to tell you that you've been doing things wrong, and it's even harder to just start telling people what to do right. I don't know if the evangelical pastor in America has the reflection and the ability to make the left turn to turn this thing around.
0: I don't know if that's true. I think there are good, oh, good look at you. people out there. One of the things that he talked about and was sort of a central part of this was this: that Mike Johnson, who just became the Speaker of the House, is a... Hardcore white, oh, I think he said white nationalist evangelical. I mean, he is like, his, his wife is a Christian counselor. I mean, it, he says, you want to know what I believe? Pray the gateway. You want to know what I believe? Read the Bible. I mean, he is hardcore. But oh, what man. was interesting is he used the statistics. Only 11% or 12% of Americans would call themselves evangelicals, would call themselves that kind of Christian. And yet they have immense power. So he's saying we need to deconstruct that. We need to re- they need to move away from worrying about having power over the United States and worrying about how do we allow people to draw closer to an authentic God. I think that was an interesting point that he made about that. And it was only yeah. going to happen by pastors teaching that, not the other way around. The, the, the politics were not going to teach people how to find a true, more authentic God. It's
1: going to be the reverse. It is going to be interesting to see how this Mike Johnson, I keep wanting to say Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson,
0: <laughs> turns
1: out person. like this, I mean, like, is this, he's not the, I don't think he's the, he just like evangelical Christians. He's not the full range of what a Christian is. He's like a very narrow sect. And I'm wondering if the American people are going to buy it for a long time.
0: I, I, I feel like, and, you know, this is just a swag, a silly wise ass guest, but I feel like we're at the end of the the white evangelical power. So I think that's the reason why Trump is what he is. I think that's
1: why they're so hanging much on. Film.
0: They're hanging on by their fingernails, and they're like, "We got to do whatever it takes." And you know, moving societies is like moving a giant ship. It's not an mm. easy thing to do, but once it moves, it really moves. And I think that that's where we are now. I think there's going to be a major backlash towards this type of person. I think they're very vocal. You've got the the Breitbart's, and you've got you know even Joe Rogan out there, kind of talk about it because they're conflating the things of the negative side of wokeism i.e. the people that don't want it i mean they're just as bad right because they're just saying i don't want to hear anybody that disagrees with me they're using that as their sort of bully pulpit the problem is is when the majority of americans who rest in the middle somewhere the 80 percent of americans are like i'm tired of this This is nonsense let's just move forward in a direction that we could all get on board with it's like let's like have less taxes and not be a jerk and and be nice to each other When those, which has nothing to do with religion, by the way, when those things sort of take hold and that ship starts to turn, I believe that what's going to happen is they're going to be, that that sort of white evangelical is going to be shunted to the background because you've said it many times on this show, the church is dying in America. I mean, the numbers don't lie. It is shrinking even within the evangelical world. To me, these evangelical pastors, if they really believed what they said they believe, they believe in the, the sovereignty and grace of Christ in God. And that God can make people's lives better, then they need to start focusing on actually making lives better, not just the people that agree with them. I think that is when it's going to turn.
1: Well, Brandon, under that auspice, uh, they will not be having their big house, four cars, and a large office in the corner structure of the building.
0: Right, they deserve it because they, you know, they use a book that we're not even sure who wrote it to to say it's important for them to be paid really well.
1: I don't know if I feel more optimistic or less optimistic after today's post.
0: I feel more optimistic. I think he's a living proof that if you educate yourself, and I believe that all the numbers in Gen Z and Gen Alpha are pointing towards a direction that within the next 20 years, we're going to see a very different country. It may not be, we might be old men when this happens, but I believe this Speak is the, for yourself. This is the death throes of a generation. Last point, I was in a place Uh-oh. last night, and I found that this guy was the president of the local Sons of the Confederacy chapter. And this person I was with, who I always thought was a super, u- uber, Christian or uber conservative uh, Republican, was like, I hate that guy. I'm like, oh, what? He goes, he's a racist. I mean, I just think that being a racist isn't necessarily a cool thing anymore. For some groups of people, it's still like, we're hanging on. We're going to put a Confederate flag out. But for most Americans, they're like, I just want people to get along. And I don't think that's, I think that's more where we're headed than, than away from it, personally.
1: I definitely want to get along. I'd start with you. If I could just get along with you, I think my day would be better. Brandon, thank you for not changing my mind on anything today.